Hey there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Liberators Network podcast. I am Christian, I'm one of the two Liberators, and in this episode I'm going to talk about 10 powerful questions to create better sprint goals. Now the creation of better sprint goals is also one of the most commonly requested topics for blog posts and podcasts, so I hope, if this is a question that you have too, that this episode really hits the spot for you. Almost everybody sees the value of sprint goals but most teams struggle with them nonetheless. Unfortunately, there is no silver bullet to creating good sprint goals. I'm sorry I can't offer that. Sure, there are helpful canvases and conceptual models out there, like the one from Roman Pichler. But ultimately, creating sprint goals is a matter of asking powerful questions to your product owner and development team. Sprint goals easily become too vague and unspecific, which defeats their purpose or they become too technical or too large. Sprint goals balance a trade-off between what is valuable and what is the most uncertain now. I've consistently found that asking powerful questions that focus on that trade-off is a great way to get product owners and development teams to come at their sprint goals from the right angle. That is, from a perspective of deciding what is the most valuable way to spend the upcoming sprints while leaving the rest for later. 10 powerful questions. So what are powerful questions? In a moment, I'm going to share the ones that we like the most. What they all share is that they are specifically ambiguous. They help teams move their thinking in the right direction, they're specific in that sense, while also giving them freedom to explore possibilities, and that makes them ambiguous. The first group of three questions are useful to identify a general direction for the sprint goal. The first question is, if we just cancelled the next sprint and went on vacation, what would be inevitably lost or become much harder later on? The second question you can ask is, what worry about our product is keeping you up at night? What can we build or test this sprint to make you sleep a bit better? This is of course an excellent question to ask to your product owner or to your stakeholders. And the third question is, In terms of value and learning about what else is needed from us as a team, what is the worst way for us to spend the upcoming sprint? What should we focus on this sprint to prevent that from happening? So this batch of questions is helpful to at least identify a direction in which to look for a useful sprint goal. But sometimes it's also helpful to create a constraint and use that as a way to zoom in on what is valuable for a sprint goal. The first question you can ask is, If we wouldn't have another sprint after this one because we ran out of money or time, what would be the one thing we'd still have to do in order to deliver at least some value? Or you can ask, if we were paying for the sprint with our own money, what work would give us the highest chance to get that money back? And finally, when we achieve this sprint goal, what has clearly changed or improved from the perspective of stakeholders? Now you can clearly see that these questions are about value and what you really need to change in order to deliver value. They're very useful to ask. And the third batch of questions for more questions are all about trying to identify what you should put on your sprint backlog in order to achieve the sprint goal that you identified or are identifying. The first question is, which steps are required to achieve this sprint goal? which are the least required or could we do without if we really have to. You can also ask, if we suddenly have half the team available and we can do only half the work required for the sprint goal, 
What should absolutely be in there in order for us to still be okay with the outcome? What can we let go of for now and return to later? It's a big question, but it asks a lot of important things and offers a lot of useful perspectives to select what should be on the sprint backlog. The third question, and this one is useful if there's an AND somewhere in the sprint goal. Which would you naturally do first if you have to choose? What is irrevocably lost if we do that thing first and the second thing in another sprint? And the fourth and final question is, what would need to happen while working on this sprint goal that wouldn't be cause for celebration? And whatever the team answers to that is probably one of the things you want to do first. Although these 10 questions don't give you the sprint goal on a platter, they do help you discover what is the most uncertain and valuable thing to do right now. And that helps you create your sprint goal and select your sprint backlog at the same time. Now, you may discover yourself wondering that these questions are not going to help you in your situation because there are constraints that are getting in the way. Because how do you answer these questions when you are working on multiple products at the same time? How do you answer them when your product owner has no say in what order to implement work? Or how do you answer them when your scrum team is unable to deliver working software within a single sprint ready to release to users afterwards? And what if you have a component team that only works on one layer of the product and cannot actually create an integrated increment on their own? The question here is not how to craft sprint goals given those constraints, but to explore the impact of those constraints on your ability to work empirically. How does working on multiple products in one sprint impact your ability to focus on delivering working software to stakeholders? How does a product owner without a mandate to reorder the product backlog impact your ability to play into servicing needs of stakeholders? How does being unable to deliver working software every sprint impact your risk of building something that stakeholders don't find as valuable as you assumed it would be? As it turns out, Struggling to create sprint goals is usually a clear sign that work is needed elsewhere. Ignoring those constraints is like asking how you can become fit and healthy by maintaining your burger-based diet and without making an effort to exercise. Sprint goals are great at finding the impediments that are truly getting in your way and need to be resolved. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you liked it, and I also hope that you learned something new about using sprint goals and the questions that you can ask. As a scrum master, but as any member of the scrum team, asking powerful questions really is a great way to overcome many of the problems and challenges that you'll run into when you work with scrum or when you do complex work in general. If you like listening to this episode, also consider becoming a patron. Creating content like this is really what we like doing the most. So if you found it helpful, and if you find our other content helpful, please check out patreon.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can give a small amount of money on a monthly basis to support us. Even $1 a month is fine. We're very grateful and thankful for every gift that you're willing to give us. Aside from that, I really want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of our podcast. It's nice to know that so many people are benefiting from listening to our material. We hope to see you again for the next episode. Take care, stay safe and healthy, and see you again next time.